Hello, everybody. It's that house guy, Nathan Graham, with that from that house group. Hey, um, thank you for following along. First and foremost, uh, thank you guys so much for anybody who's actually listening to these. I always love it uh, when people are paying attention, um, people are listening. I'm just here uh, with that house group podcast. What is real estate podcast? Uh, my goal is just to educate you about what's going on in the real estate market. If you're an agent, I'll sometimes have some agentship uh, tips. And if you're potentially looking to buy or sell, I'll hopefully have some tips around that for you too. Um, so today, let's dive right into it. Today, I want to talk about, is my agent a great agent? Now, this is a very cautionary tale to talk about. The reasoning why I'm always so cautious about talking about this particular one is because I don't really want to downplay any other agents out there. So first and foremost, I want to just say, I'm going to be expressing my point of view about how I operate business and what I would be looking for. Now, it doesn't mean that other agents out there uh, operate different models. And maybe you're looking for a completely different model. I don't know what you're looking for. Yet that's the point to this, uh, this podcast, this YouTube, however you're listening to this today, is to help you find out. So let's dive into it. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to say you do not have to interview just one agent. You should be working with who you're comfortable with, who you have faith with. You are selling the largest piece of property, the largest asset you own, or you're purchasing one. You want to make sure whomever you're dealing with is top-notch, going to protect you for the best deal. So uh, a lot of times people use family and friends, and if you have great family and friends, I highly recommend using them. Please, though, do not just pity use family or friends. That is a great way to put your largest financial asset into trouble. Don't pity use family and friends. Make sure they have the stats, the backgrounds. The other thing, too, if you're really comfortable with the first person you met, then, yeah, by all means, start working with them, sign it. Um, I, for one, and this is just my way of doing business, I don't force anybody to sign any paperwork. My belief is if, you have to, if I have to force you to sign a contract to work with me right out the gate, then there's something wrong I'm doing there. Now, I eventually will ask for an agreement to work together. And when you're in the interview process, um, some realtors may try to push an agreement on you right away. And my recommendation, if you're comfortable with that realtor, go nuts. Go ahead, sign it. If you are not comfortable with them, though, and you want to interview more, that is 100% your right to do so. Now, when we're talking about listings and we're talking about buyers, those are two very different things. We will talk a little bit about the stats. If you see me looking up, I just have my notes of what, what I'm looking at there to make sure I cover everything. So first and foremost, on um, a buyer or a marketing plan. So the first thing you want to look at is their marketing plan and their skills as a realtor. So all marketing plans are different. Some realtors offer staging, some offer professional photography, some do the three Ps. They put a sign on your lawn, put it on MLS, and just pray to God it's going to sell. Others do a lot more. For example, we prospect for buyers for your property. We properly market your home uh, to go out there to attract people towards it. So there's a whole variety of different services. Now, with that, there's a whole bunch of variety of different costs. Some realtors charge as little as 2.5%, some charge as high as 7 8%. Um, generally across the board, you'll see give or take 5%, uh, everything that goes on. And this will have to do with the marketing of your property. Now, I do want to say this right now, the marketing of your property is so important. When we price a property, we are looking at a range, right? So let's just use a fictitious example. Let's say your model um, has a range of, say, 775 to 800, right? No matter what we do, we're not going to get 850 for your home. We're not going to get 900 for your home. That is just out of the range of the ballpark. For example, if you have an 1,800-square-foot home, and the next step up is 2,500 square feet, and that's what you're competing against, that 2,500 will win out all the time. I don't care how nice it is. Maybe very, very few exceptions to that. Anyways, 
when you look at marketing, the marketing plan is depends where you, where you fall into that and the strategy that they use. Now, remember, you're hiring that realtor strategy. So some strategies will put you upwards towards the top of that market. Maybe you get 800, maybe you push a little bit higher to 810. Other strategies might push you down to the 775 market. And it also depends on your comfort level. So make sure that you're comfortable with their strategy to maximize your amount. Now, it is my belief that someone who doesn't market your property at all, they just do the three P's that I talked about, put a sign on your loan, put on MLS, and just pray to God it's going to sell. They're typically going to get you the lower side. So sometimes when you look at a realtor, say, charging three and a half, four percent commission on that $800,000 house, that 1% of $8,000 may look like a large amount. Yet that difference of getting 750, 760 for your property versus 790, 800, which could cost you 40 grand on the back end, could also be a large amount. So that has to be your comfort level of where you're comfortable going with that. And then on top of that, look at their negotiation skills, ask them what is important about what they train. So negotiation to me is a passion. It's fun. Like as much as I enjoy listing homes and I enjoy connecting with people, man, I just love negotiations. I love diving in there with the other side. Uh, just it's a constant battle to create a win-win, but then also create the best opportunity for you. Right. So also talk about their negotiation side. How much time have they put into it? In the end, that's what's going to specify the difference. Now, I want to be clear on something. Your marketing and your negotiations, those can be learned at any level of business. You could have, like, I've personally been in the industry 13 years as of when this video is being created. So 12 years going on 13, uh, January 1st, when this video is being created. I have a lot of experience, and it took me a long while to learn that. And I've taught new agents who just go gun-ho on marketing and negotiations. They're fantastic agents. So just because an agent's newer does not mean they do not have access to these skills. And just because an agent's older doesn't necessarily mean that they focus on this in their career. So this is a part of the questions I would ask. And that goes into my second point. They should also be able to provide their stats. Now, again, if you have a newer agent that you're talking to, that just like a young go-getter, you just feel great, which has a lot of passion and drive behind where they want to go. That is like, yeah, they don't have the stats though. They, they have this gumption, they have this go-to attitude, but they don't have the stats behind them. Don't worry. If you're dealing with a newer agent that's ready to go, I will tell you this. Hustle and heart will beat stats any day of the week, right? Any day of the week. They will get top dollar for you. They were also going to use their brokerage stats. So who they're with may make a pretty big difference as well. If they're with a brokerage that offers a lot of support, then when you hire that new agent, you might be getting realtors of years of experience that they have the opportunity to rely on. And if you hire an agent that's with a brokerage that's almost no support, then you may just be getting a new agent that is going to try to figure out, use your home to figure out what they're doing. So if you are going to be interviewing a newer agent, definitely have that conversation with them. Now, as far as experienced agents, stats do matter. Remember, the average realtor out there only sells three to four homes a year. That's it. I know it sounds crazy. Everybody thinks we drive BMWs and we golf four days a week, five days a week. That is definitely not the case on average. As a matter of fact, if you sell 10 homes or more a year, you're in the top five of the vast majority of real estate boards in this area. Now, there's some questions that go into that and there's a magic number. So for example, where we're at, I think I love the number we're at. We're at about 35 to 40 homes a year. This is where I have a small team around me. We can offer service. If my wife wants a date night and we have a showing feedback or negotiate or showing to do on your home, or if you want to go see a property, I have teams to help members out take care of that. More importantly, you're generally directly dealing with me. Some of the larger teams that are selling 100 to two, 300 homes a year, you're not always dealing with the person on the sign, yet you're going to be dealing with a skilled member of their team. 
And again, if you have someone who's, say, doing 10 to 12 deals a year, they have enough in their pocket where they're able to give great advice and great experience for you, yet you're going to get their full attention because they're probably not dealing with four or five other clients at the time. So again, this is where your choice matters. And this can be a big difference between who you hire and the experience you're going to get when you hire. So talk to them about their stats. Talk to them how they work around those stats. How many people are they dealing? How many homes they sell? One of the big cautionary things, though, please, please, just be very careful. When someone is not brand new and they're only selling two, three homes a year or they're doing real estate part-time in the sense of just as a filler role, just remember you are leaving your hands and your largest asset in an agent that isn't even giving this industry 100% of what they have to offer. That again boils down to your choice. Just know the problems that may come with that and that that's again your choice. You can choose something different. Lastly, the connection of the agent you have to make sure you have a great connection with that agent or maybe they're just going to fulfill exactly what you want. So this plays a really big role. If you find their marketing plan is good, you find their stats are good, make sure you have a fantastic connection. This wants, this is going to be a win-win scenario between you and that other agent. You're going to be working with them for the next two months, one month, three months. This is a long-term relationship. Ask them what their follow-up is like afterwards. Like I can tell you with our uh, clientele, um, especially now that COVID is kind of finally wrapped up in 2023 is beginning. I love to do a lot of client events. I used, I used to try host two to three a year and I love to do that and invite all the past clients, their friends and family, if that's what you're looking for. Maybe you just want that ruthless go-getter. Maybe you do not care about having a relationship. Maybe you just want this job that are the best possibility. And there's some fantastic agents that are out there, but really take a look at that connection that you have. One thing to be very clear on though, trust your gut around this. If your gut is posing questions, there's probably a reason behind that. So if you meet with an agent and you're like, ah, yeah, I kind of really liked it, but there's just something off, interview a few more, go back to that agent and have a conversation. Maybe you didn't like how they were pushing you into signing a contract. Maybe you didn't like the way they're presenting some information. Maybe you didn't like how they didn't take control of that scenario because I'm hoping you hire us to be able to utilize us and our marketing plan to sell your property or find you a home. Right. So it could be a lot of reasons behind that connection, but trust your gut. Know that you can call a brokerage, ask for a referral of a friend. Heck, I do a lot of door knocking. You can even talk to the person who uh, knocks on your door. That's a great sign um, of their work ethic and what they're willing to do to sell your property. So I think this came across good. I just want to make sure that everybody's out there and kind of knows what's going on. Um, let's hope there's not a bad experience that comes out of this. Let's hope that. Uh, you hire the uh, perfect agent right out the gate, someone that suits for you. Now, if there is a bad experience, please remember when you hire an agent, you hire the brokerage. So I just want to give a really quick conflict resolution. I wish I could tell you after 12 to 13 years, all my deals were great and fantastic. And I loved everybody. And that's definitely not the case. Um, number one, speak to your agent. If you're having problems and you find they're not fulfilling or delivering, speak to the agent about them, right? Um, just be blunt. Like, Go, Nathan, listen, you said you're going to communicate two, three times a week. I don't hear from you until the end of the week, or I don't hear from you until something happens. I need a bit more communication in my life. Sometimes as an agent, I don't know necessarily what communication means to you versus communication to me might be two very, very different things. Number two, as they go through the paperwork, try not to sign long contracts, man. Uh, next, at later this week, we're going to go through November stats and what November looked like. A home will sell in 18 days. Now, I believe our board minimum, someone's going to fact check me on this, I want to say is 90 days. Um, so most of our agreements, we sign for 90 days. And that's what our working relationship time looks like. 
Um, so you don't always have these long relationships, but okay. So you have like a longer relationship with someone, you've signed a longer agreement, longer contract. It's not really working out. You've attempted to talk to them and it's still not working out. Your next point of contact is to talk to the brokerage. When you hire an agent, this is not really known. When you hire an agent, you're actually hiring their brokerage and that agent just represents the brokerage. So um, when you hire me, you're actually hiring my brokerage of uh, 200 and some odd agents. That whole brokerage represents you. I just happen to be that lead person on the agreement. But you'd be about the best way to describe it. I have what's called a broker of record and an office manager and a team leader. So at any point, if I wasn't fulfilling, I would be open to you having a conversation with them in hopes that we can create a win-win resolution through this all. Um, so that's the next course of action. Unfortunately, though, you can't just go hire someone else. If you are in an agreement, know that you're in an agreement with them. There's no way to really cancel that contract without mutual agreement behind doing it. And if the relationship deteriorates to that level, I hope that you have a realtor that's willing to have a conversation with you about that. I know in my personal business, if I just don't happen to click with someone uh, that I'm working with, then uh, I just refer them to someone else. I don't want you to work with someone you don't want to work with. And I don't want to work with anybody I don't want to work with. So if it's not working out, I'll turn around and say, hey, listen, Mr. or Mrs. Buyer or Mr. or Mrs. Seller, I really appreciate giving me the opportunity. I feel like we're just not driving. We have a whole lot of uh, problems that are going on. Can I give you a few people in my brokerage that I can just recommend you interview and talk to about that? And then we can create a referral aspect and then we're in good hands. Um, that's how I particularly like to deal with it. So everybody is a little bit differently. These are some questions, though, that I would ask at the interview time. When you're interviewing agents, talk about what, a, what an exit plan looks like in case something doesn't work out. Um, it's a conversation you have every right to have. Um, I'm trying to keep these to 10, 15 minutes. I'm coming up on my time. So thank you for taking time. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're watching this on Apple or Spotify or whoever, I don't even know what I'm allowed to say, please subscribe. That is my contact info. Sorry, that's mirrored image. That is my contact info. If you scan it, um, I'll go right into your phone. You can reach out to me at any time. I'm more than happy to help out in any way. Till next time, guys. Uh, happy selling. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Don't hesitate to reach out. And if you ever want to hear a topic on this, I'm doing these twice a week. If you ever want to hear a topic, feel free to put it down in the comments and I will do a topic. Have yourselves a fantastic uh, rest of the week.